Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Hello, Sharon. How are you today? Well, I'm doing just great on this lovely Sunday afternoon, and I'm in here taping with you while you prepare to go to Costa Rica and leave the rest of the world behind. Well, you know, I'm going to check out for a few days, and uh, hopefully the cell phone won't work, the email won't work, which I doubt very seriously, but, uh, but hopefully be able to get away for a couple of days anyway. So are you telling me don't call you at six o'clock in the morning with brilliant ideas like I usually we'll have? See, it'll be five o'clock my time, so probably not. I might not uh, be. Oh, so what? Uh, what time zone is Costa Rica? I Central think it's time. One hour, yeah, one hour back. So okay, yeah. all right. Well, I'll try and forget your phone number for the next <laughs> week or so. Next, how about the next two weeks? And we'll be gone for almost two weeks. So oh. Don't rub that in. Yeah, well, you know. Um, well, I am excited about this this episode today. And first, I just want to say hello to our listeners and welcome them to the show, because without them, we wouldn't have a show, as you know. And Sharon, this one is one that uh, I have been thinking about doing for a long time. It probably seems even a longer time for you. Um, <laughs> That's true. T- today, we're going to talk about your journey of going back to school to get your DMP and some of the highs along the way and some of the lows um, and some of the whys. So hopefully some of our listeners out there who might be contemplating this can understand the reasoning of what you've done and, uh, you know, it could give them guidance to go. It could say, oh, heck no, I'm not going. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I think it's going to be a great show today and I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate you obliging us with this opportunity today. Oh, absolutely. Jeremy, anything for you as she rolls her eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No better than that. Well, you know, I I do want to, uh, to chat for just a moment, um, about really probably an extreme low that you've had, and some of our listeners, you know, might have known about your granddaughter, uh, Emma Kate, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to let you kind of expound upon this and, you know, talk about probably what I would consider um, probably one of the lows of your life. That would be true. 
My son-in-law, as many of the listeners know, is a CRNA, and he is a fantastic man. If I could have handpicked somebody to marry my daughter, I couldn't have done any better myself because Grant Brecken is a phenomenal human being. But anyway, he and my daughter were expecting our first grandbaby. And uh, my daughter developed uh, severe preeclampsia, had been hospitalized for three weeks, and uh, they had to go ahead and section her and take the baby. And Emma Kate was 27 weeks. And she was doing amazing whenever they first delivered her. Actually, she was um, very strong and they even considered not intubating her for just a little bit. She, she cried, but of course, being a preemie, um, they did intubate her. And three days later, we still don't know what happened, but Emma Kate passed away. So it's been a very sad time for us. I was looking so forward to being a Gigi. Um, We had had lots of discussions about um, what I was going to be called. And I really don't think I look like a granny or or a grandma or anything like that. So I was going to be Gigi. And it's been quite devastating. And, you know, Sometimes you do things in your life you never thought you would do. And I have always said that I would never have a tattoo in my entire life. I just uh, always said, well, what's it going to look like when you're 70 or 80? Men can get away with those things, but I never thought women could. But um, after Emma Kate passed, my daughter was very upset, surely, as she should be and and is and said would Emma Kate be forgotten and I don't know what came over me but I said absolutely not and I'm going to get her footprint tattooed on my wrist and my daughter looked at me and said who are you um so that's what I did. I had her actual footprint tattooed on my right inner wrist so that every time I wave at someone every time I put makeup on in the morning, every time I brush my teeth, I look in the mirror and I see her footprint. Um, So she will be forever remembered. And an even sadder part of this is one of the reasons why I went to Yale was so that my grandchildren could go. They still have the legacy program at Yale, and I said I'm going to go so that my grandchildren can go one day. So unfortunately, Emma Kate will not be able to go, but I will tell you there's healing going forward, and there was an organization that came in called Halos that just takes over whenever there's a death of a child, and they took care of everything um, for us, and there's a, a walk team been put together by a colleague of grants that he works with Jillian I can never say her last name Jillian I'm gonna butcher it but anyway she's put together a walk team to walk for Emma Kate um, through this organization called Halos so if anybody wants to donate you can just go online and look up Halos and Emma Kate Brecken or go to my Facebook page but 
that's my low for this year. And all the people who have reached out to me and Pierce, we just so appreciate it. So anyway, that's enough of the low stuff. Let's talk about the the highs, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you and I have had lots of conversations around this, Sharon, and you know I'm I'm deeply, deeply sorry. And uh, I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of your friends and people you didn't even know were your friends, uh, you know, have reached out. And so, but... So let's get. And I made it all the way through without crying. That's you did. You did a great job. (laughs) You did a great job. Um, So let's talk about your journey of going back to get your DMP. Now I remember us having this conversation and me looking (laughs) at you like, "Have you lost lost your cotton picking mind? Why?" And now I'm a tatted up mama. (laughs) I mean, you're you're just uh, you know going in all kinds of directions right now. So, (laughs) but you know, I have to sit back and you know. You and I talked about this from my perspective. Um, you know, you're you're a seasoned CRNA. You, you mm-hmm. know, you've been around. You've accomplished. So I've been so, around. Wait, so, just a minute. You, you've been around what the industry. I just mean the industry. <laughs> you know, you've been around for a little while. Um, you know, you've accomplished so much. I mean, you've been, done so many things in the state of North Carolina. You've held so many positions at ANA. Um, president of ANA, you and I have this podcast together supporting CRNAs and, and nursing across the country. Um, you've got this political, uh, you know, the nurses, um, what is it called, Sharon? Help me out here. I'm, I can't oh, the Candidate School, candidate for, school nurses. for Nurses. Yeah, uh, you, you're doing that. And you had all these, these things you've got done, but you decided you wanted to go back and get your DMP. And my first question was, why? Why? Why don't we start there? <laughs> and being the financial guy that you are, your question was, well, what's your ROI on this? Exactly. And will you ever get your investment back? And, right. you know, we have talked about that uh, on many different occasions. And Financially, will I recoup the money that I've put out? Probably no, not at my age. Now, if I was brand new in in this profession, absolutely you will. But for me, not so much. And, you know, we've talked about this and I've tried to make the reasons why I went back to school a little bit more concise. and. I think it's just it it it, it was complicated. <laughs> I went <laughs> surprising. <laughs> I think there are a lot of reasons why I went back to school. Number one, we know that the whole profession is transitioning to the DMP. Right. Do I want to be an outlier in that regard? Mm, no. I w- I've always kind of seen myself as a leader, and. But I will tell you, how many times did you hear me say I was never going to go back to school? I mean, <laughs> I've been I've been president. I couldn't go any higher than that. Right. What is this going to do for me? But being an outlier, you know, the other thing is that it took me three years. Uh, Yale was a three-year program, one of the only few, uh, if the only one in the country that's that long. Three years was going to pass whether I did it or whether I didn't. Do I get bored easily? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, already people that I work with are saying, okay, what's What's next next? for you? 
what's next? You were the first one. I think as soon as I got my degree and you, you saw that I had gotten, had my degree conferred on me, I got a text. Okay, Sharon, what's next? And people who know me well know that that's true. Um, I had been encouraged to go back to school. Kevin Driscoll, who's been on this podcast with us, was one of the main ones who encouraged me to go to Yale. And then, of course, Kimberly Gordon, because I talked to Kimberly and said, you know, Kevin said I should go to Yale and they're looking for people like me. And she said, well, you should do it. And honestly, it truly had not crossed my mind that that was a possibility. Remember, I was a just a country girl scratching out a living, kind of like what Larry Hornsby always says. I'm just yep. a country boy scratching, scratching out, a living. out a living. And going to Yale seemed like just this huge possibility that was out of my reach. Yeah. So my why, you know, I've looked back at whenever I was AANA president and I would always sit on all of these forums, these panels, And I was the only one that didn't have a doctorate. Whenever we were in negotiations with NBC or NA, Juan Quintana, my president-elect, was with me. And I can remember after we would get through, I would look around and I would realize I was the least educated person in the room. Now, I think sometimes that benefited me because I didn't overthink things and I am I would like to think more street smarts. Right. Now it was there a defining moment? There could have been a very defining moment when I was testifying in um, the General Assembly in Lexington. I mean in Raleigh. And uh, whenever the healthcare committee chair says well, Dr. So-and-so, what do you think? Dr. So-and-so, what do you think? Dr. So-and-so, what's your response? And then they go and Sharon, what's your response? Of course, they all know me by my first name there anyway. Yeah. And that was a little off-putting for me. Hmm. So, you know, it would have been cool to be able to say, well, it's Dr. Pierce, and that's because Yale says it so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can do that now. You can do that now. I can do that now. So, you know, it's it's a very complicated issue. And, you know, there's always for self satisfaction just to say that I did it. Yeah. But I'm telling you, for me, and it has been so long since I was in school, it was hard for me when your brain learns differently as you get older. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying that that should um, change your thoughts about going back to school. Just be aware that it may be different than when you were in school 30 years ago. Well, I can only imagine. I mean, the technology, the utilization of the the computer, um, you know, a lot of your stuff was done online. Um, I mean, you had a lot of distance learning, a lot of Mm -hmm. self-learning, you know, and uh, I mean, I can only imagine the differences now. You know, I haven't been in school in a while. Of course, we have to do education each year, but it's different. Yes. um, And it's not bad. Now, my program was hybrid, which I enjoyed. Tracy Castleman, my girlfriend from New Jersey, you know, she went back um, to school at the same time at Rush. 
And her class, she didn't even meet her classmates for months. I had to go to Yale once a month and once a semester for an intensive, a two to three day intensive, of course, until COVID hit. But I really enjoyed the hybrid piece of it. But yes, the rest of it was online. And I was a little bit unsure of whether I would like that or not. But I I found that there's certain pros that go along with that. What I mean is when you are in a classroom and you are taught something, you get one chance to get it. That's it. While you're sitting there and you better be paying attention. But if your class, if you have a class online, I would listen to it on my way to work. You could play it again, uh, whatever the lecture was, whatever it was. So you get an opportunity more than once to get that content in. Yeah. So I really kind of like that. I liked the asynchronous piece of it. I didn't have to do it at somebody else's timetable. I could do it at mine. If I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and can't go back to sleep, I can get up and I can do work. I don't have to be sitting in a classroom at eight o'clock on Monday morning. So there are definite um, bonuses to that, that I don't, I, I wouldn't have thought about. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. So, you know, in my mind, and I've always thought this way about the DMP, you know, if you're a CRNA working in a hospital, you know, maybe even doing 1099 practice, um, and you're out there, you're making money, and you're making good money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got your master's, you can still be a nurse anesthetist. You know, we've still got a few, I think, certificated CRNAs mm-hmm. out there. Um, not many. They, they still, not many, but a few. Um, they still make the same amount of money. Uh-huh. Um, they still can do the same job. And in my mind, you know, I've always thought, gosh, you know, if that's me, what would make me do that? And I think what you alluded to in your position, um, I understand it. I mean, you know, here you are, you've, you've reached the pinnacle um, you, I know you have other, uh, aspirations other than just giving anesthesia each day. Um, in fact, that's probably part of being a CRNA that you don't want to do every day anymore. Um, and that's Jeremy talking. Um, but you know, I, I think that for our listeners out there who might be contemplating this or hear this, you know, for me, it is a financial obligation. I mean, you spend a lot of money going to Yale, Um, You're going to spend a lot of money going back and getting your DMP. It is going to affect, you know, the amount of money that 
um, you're able to save and, uh, you know, there's a mm-hmm. lot that goes into it. So in my mind, it's always been, well, if I ever wanted to go the education route, um, you're going to have to have your DMP. You know, if I am a, a CRNA at a hospital giving anesthesia, and that's really my aspiration, why would someone like that want to go back who, who, who are not really active at ANA level? You know, they're not active at their state association level, which is a lot of CRNAs out there. Why would they want to go back and do this? Well, I think we've got to address one thing. There are a couple of ways to get your doctorate. You can get a DNAP, mm-hmm. which is anesthesia related, right. or a DNP. Now, I didn't have any interest in a DNAP because that's anesthesia focused. Right. I think that's going to do great things for our profession because, um, you know, it is anesthesia related and it's for those uh, nurse anesthetists who want to stay clinically focused. Right. And that's what now the schools are requiring. Well, forward. they can. Well, they're, they are not all DNAP. Some of them are DMPs. OK. So, okay. yeah. So that's different. That's the reason why. I, well, I chose a DMP because I didn't want to be just anesthesia focused and. I will tell you one of the best things about my program was that it had all different kinds of nurses in it that I think we were like only eight CRNAs have ever gone to the Yale program. So you got a a different breadth then. Right. I was around people who weren't like me, which I enjoyed. I'm I'm just thinking of you going to Yale I mean, the whole thing, you were around so many people in so many ways that weren't like you, you know? I, I can imagine the first time you opened your mouth in class up there and they heard you, they were like, whoa, where does this backwoods girl come from? Oh, no. Well, they, they said, and where are you from? And I said, New York. <laughs> um, but... You know, I w- went to school with a lot of nurse practitioners. They didn't understand CRNAs. And I, th- I think uh, all across nursing, the different areas of nursing, we don't understand each other. So I think it was good for them to understand CRNA practice. They learned from me. I learned from them. Now, what was your original question? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we we were just, I was just kind of painting that picture of that CRNA who's, you know, working at the hospital and and what would, I mean, because there's so many CRNAs out there that are like that. And, you know, I hear CRNAs say, there's kind of like you used to say, there is no way I'm going back to getting my doctorate. There's, there's no possible way. I'm not going to make any more money. It's going to take time away from my family, you know. What, and this is just your opinion, but there has to be an impetus like there was for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know what that is for everyone, but I hear this a lot, you know, I mean, uh, from a lot of different CRNAs thinking, gosh, those people are crazy. But I think the reasoning behind it is you have different aspirations. You're the one that sat in Raleigh and heard them call everyone else doctor and Sharon Pierce being the Sharon Pierce that I've known for a long time, didn't like that 
you know, they addressed, it was almost like it was an address down mm-hmm. to you, even though mm-hmm. you are on par with everybody in that room. So, um, and I know that's not the only reason you did it, but it, you know, it adds impetus there. So I think the question would be, is those listeners out there who think like that, any words of wisdom for them? Oh, goodness. That's really putting me on the spot. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to be a good thing for our profession in the long run. We were one of the last bastions that hadn't gone to the doctoral route. And I'm talking about physical therapists had already went down this path. Um, talking about uh, pharmacists had already gone down this path. And, you know, Sandy Marie used to always say we did enough hours to get us a doctorate but we didn't get a doctorate um, just because of all the clinical hours that we put in. And, you know, we've been fighting this battle forever with our opponents where they denigrate our education. And it's a lot easier to understand a doctorate (laughs) than, than to say I'm a CRNA or I'm an advanced practice nurse. So I think it will also give us, some credibility um, in that regard. And another thing is it opens CRNAs up to another world. You know, now I will again agree totally with Sandy Marie. If you don't know how to maintain an airway, it doesn't matter what they call you. (laughs) That's right. There you go. (laughs) Because we are paid to give anesthesia. But I think it opens your eyes to other possibilities. I know there was something on CRNA, SRNA talk recently about an anesthesiologist who is now, what, the chief medical officer for, was it Amazon or something? Um, And there were a lot of comments about it. But this will open us up to put us at other tables that we would not necessarily have been at. Yeah. You know, I'm more likely to be invited to tables that I wouldn't have been invited to otherwise, because it's different when you say Dr. Pierce from Yale. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Let's kind of paint a picture, Sharon. So you you applied, you you got accepted. Um, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good thing. But but along the way, you know, talk about for a few minutes here. You know, there were times that you were you were probably elated, and there were times that you were probably, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? You want to you want to kind of hit on some of those, just a few of those spots, because you know I'm sure that every Everyone that goes back and and even getting their masters, you know, or getting their doctorate, when you when you take time out and go back and you're transitioning, there's going to be highs and lows. Oh, sure. I mean, you know, 
every Saturday and Sunday, I would get up, I would put my my Yale shirt on, and I would sit in front of the computer for 12 hours on Saturday. Was that a higher or lower? on Sunday. <laughs> but sometimes it was pretty low. Actually, uh-huh. I, I'm sitting here in the chair that I sat in for three years, and I've got to buy a new chair because there's a groove right <laughs> where I have sat, and it's not very comfortable. I just haven't been out to get me a new desk chair. But on the other hand, I learned so much. You know, I thought that I had been around for a long time and I I knew a good deal, but there's still so much to learn Mm -hmm. and I enjoy learning. And I think by and large, most CRNAs do. They're continuous learners because, you know, the technology and anesthesia has changed just since since I went to school a lot. Um, And so we are continuous learners. And you've heard me say how many times CRNAs are the smartest people that I know. And you can't fill them up. You just can't. They are just vessels that you can just keep pouring information in and they keep consuming it and they still want more at the end of it. Yeah, that, you know, that is very true. You know, I tell people all the time. That the same thing you say. I mean, uh, CRNAs are some of the smartest people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that some of them aren't good at financial matters because it, you know, put me out of a job. But, but you know, I mean, in, in all in all, but they could be. They could if be they if, they, if they applied themselves. That is, yeah. that is very true. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know, as as I kind of walked through this with you along the way, you know, I saw you. You know, there were times that, man, you were you it were was working tough. and working, and it was it was hard. It was tough, and you had to pick it, Yale it as well. So you know, but you know, the beauty of it is, I would hope that I have enlarged the footprint of CRNAs because everywhere I go, I carry my role with me because being a CRNA is an integral part of who I am. I mean, I still wore my bling bling pen all the time whenever I was at school, whenever I was at Yale and, you know, on the, on the website talking about the students, it talks about me being a CRNA and me being the president of the association um, and those kinds of things. And I uh, had exposure to people that I would never have had exposure to if I wouldn't have gone back to school. So it's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. No, I, I think it has been. And um, you, you've made me look at it in a different light for sure. Just kind of watching your journey and, um, it's not, life isn't always about money. You and I joke back and forth mm-hmm. about this a lot. And yes, that is, you know, what I deal with all the time. But if it's one thing that I've learned throughout my career is, is that everything can't be about money. Life is not all about that. And it's about other things that you want to accomplish in this short life that we all have on this earth. So, um, well, I want to, I want to talk about my classmates too. I met some phenomenal people from all across the country. There were 17 in our cohort and they lived from California to New York and 
they're going to be my lifelong friends. Yeah. And they were some of the first people that reached out whenever, you know, what happened about Emma did um, just phenomenal people. And again, people I would never, never have crossed paths with. Yeah. There's uh, one nurse, Nancy Rizzuto. She's a, a nurse up in Brooklyn, New York. Now, what's a Southern girl? <laughs> How is a Southern girl from North Carolina ever going to cross paths with uh, a nurse from Brooklyn, New York? Yeah. Italian. Um, just and she's she's amazing. And one of the first people that called me um, whenever it got out about Emma. And so there are people that will be in my lives from here on contacts. And I would do it again. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, not say that. Let's just say I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I'm glad I did it. Well, you know, it, it's always easier looking back. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it, it's so funny. And you know, I I even tell people, you know, there's an analogy in my business is that you know I can tell you all day long what the right thing to do financially is, but if you don't want to do it, you're you're not going to do it. And right, you, you know, we can always look back and say, oh, you know, well, I made it through that. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was. And I can look at your situation and go. Sharon, this is what you need to do, and this is how to do it. Mm-hmm. But if you're sitting in the middle of a situation, one, you're emotionally involved in that situation, and two, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. Mm-hmm. But when you get out of that situation, you turn around and you look, you're like, oh, I understand now. Right. And, and you know, I, I've found in life, as you have, you know, we, we all go through these trials and tribulations, but when we turn around and look back, there's a reason for that. True. And in your case, with the the DMP, you know, I think right now we're not exactly sure where you're going with this, but I just have a feeling that one day we're going to look back and go, oh, that's the reason. I hope you're right, Jeremy, and usually <laughs> you are. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still in the forest right now. <laughs> The cobwebs haven't cleared yet, but, you know, it's over, Sharon. It's over. It's done. You don't have to do that anymore. Frank Purcell, when he found out I was going back to school, he said, uh, Sharon, it's going to be interesting to see what you do with this because you're such an anomaly. (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) He said, you just, you've got all of these pieces and I want to see how you fit them all together. (laughs) Well, you know, and I'll tell you, just speaking from someone who works with CRNAs all the time and knows a bunch of CRNAs across the country, you don't fit the persona of an academic CRNA. Oh, no. At all. And uh, my advisor would absolutely agree with you. <laughs> but, but you do bring smarts to that. It's not that they're any smarter, but you come at it at a different angle. And I think people need to recognize that about Sharon Pierce is that there's nobody in the room smarter And sometimes I find, and I'm not being derogatory here, but academia teaches things one way, Mm -hmm. and Sharon will come running out of left field 
when everybody else is standing there thinking one way and come up with something else, you know, and that's, and then that's really true, you know, so mm-hmm. you're, you're right. I mean, you, you probably didn't fit in in certain ways and you are an anomaly. And I think that's probably what Frank was trying to say. Well, this, I'll get it done. <laughs> <laughs> It might not be the way that somebody else thinks, but I'll get it done. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sharon, any, any words of wisdom as we kind of wrap this one up here? Anything else you'd like to, to get across? Absolutely. To, to the younger CRNAs that are listening out there, if you're thinking about it, just do it and do it now. The next two years of your life is going to go by anyway. Um, you'll have something to show for it when, when you're, you're done and do it now because your brain is so much more pliable than it will be, um, at the age that I went back to school. You want to tell us what that is or you just, no, okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but I truly have no regrets in, in going back and, uh, you know, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good stuff. And thanks for sharing that with us. And and hopefully someone out there sitting on the fence can say, oh, Sharon, I listened to that podcast you did about that. And you're the reason I went back to school. Mark my words. Somebody's going to come up to you at some meeting and they're going to say that. I would love that. (laughs) I really would. if If you help one person. so. All right, Sharon. Well, I think that's a wrap. Thank you for for doing this. Thanks for all you do for for CRNAs. And, uh, you know, we we will wrap this up and thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show, what's the single best way to help the show grow, Sharon? You keep saying single. There's so many ways to help our show grow. Like us. Share us. Love us. <laughs> Tell all your friends. <laughs> uh, well, you know, sharing and telling their friends, I think, is, is okay. a, a great way. So, But, you know, we're in the top 50 medical podcasts, and our goal is to be in the top 10 and on our way to number one. Absolutely. All right. Until next time. It's a wrap. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. 
Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.